You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Oh, have I got your attention now? For lack of a better word, it's good. You know what I mean? Money to be made in a place like this. Money never sleeps, pal. You're crazy. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass, 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 brass. I'm falling, and I can't get up. All right, welcome to Money Never Sleeps, the show where we talk about anything and everything that impacts the flow of money from around the corner to around the world. Happy Titan Tuesday, everyone. I hope that uh, the week has started off on a good note for you. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Luis Velasquez, and you'll get a front row seat to my insight, rants, personal endeavors, so on and so forth. And it does get interesting at times. Uh, you can listen to Money Never Sleeps Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. So you go, if you have Amazon, the Echo, uh, you can just put, uh, I guess you can just say, you know, play Money Never Sleeps Radio and it will come on. Uh, Google Play Music, Player FM, and, and many more uh, looking to get additional distribution. We're working hard to uh, bring good content onto the show, but also get distribution so it'll uh, reach more people. And, uh, yeah, I, I just want to start off the show with some sad news, uh, pretty sad news. Uh, Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen, uh, a visionary, he passed away yesterday uh, from cancer. He was battling cancer for a while, and uh, it, it just um, caught up to him. Uh, without him, uh, the personal computing market, the way what we know today, wouldn't have advanced as it did uh, my prayers go out to the Allen family. You know, he was only 65. And if that doesn't tell you um, that, you, you know, you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have your health, I mean, you can't, you can't enjoy it to the end. And taking care of yourself is important, you know. Um, and, uh, again, I mean, this should be part of your lifestyle, your regimen, just for the benefit of you doesn't benefit anyone else but you. Well, it benefits your family if you're around for a while, right? They get to enjoy your your presence for longer than than probably some of them would want. But still, you know, you're you're around uh a lot longer, able to enjoy your successes and um you know, reap the rewards of, of what you've accomplished. Uh again, my, my prayers go out to the Allen family. Sad, you know, cancer sucks. Cancer sucks impacts so many people, uh, impacts so many families, um, and I just hope that they do find a cure. That that should be at the forefront of things, uh, and I think that they may be coming close to that, so we'll see. Uh, the cannabis industry, you know, uh, you, you have a lot of um, uh, terminally ill patients that use, you know, cannabis to uh, soothe things, uh, which is a good thing, and the the industry itself is literally on fire. No joke. It's on fire. It's actually, you know, booming, uh, especially in Canada. What was once something that people were put in jail for, you know, a long time ago, people, you know, if you were, you were selling, um, if you're selling, you know, weed on the corner or transporting across state lines or from, from this place to that place, 
Uh, yeah, that that was as bad as transporting or selling cocaine. You know, you went to jail. Some people went, you know, went to jail for you know ten, twenty years for that. Uh, but what has been that 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 on that level of um, of bad things is now becoming an acceptable business. Go figure. How things change. Um, then again, during prohibition, a lot of people, you know, I, you know, during that time, the bootleggers, a lot of people got killed, put in jail, everything else, because, you know, alcohol was outlawed. Uh, but that is different today. Uh, Canada is ramping up uh, their efforts, and they've already legalized medicinal marijuana. And medicinal marijuana on a state-by-state or county by county level in the United States is is legal and even some recreational is legal but not on a federal level. Now from what I understand uh, in Canada that they're legalizing recreational marijuana as well. That's a big change. That's a, that's a game changer for them. The revenue, the tax revenue that they're going to get from that is going to be horrendous. Uh, they're going to be able to, to actually uh, additionally fund their um, their projects over there. Uh, and it opens the door for so much more business in the space. Um, and look, Canada right now is at the forefront of that uh, because they can raise capital. You know, they're, they, the companies are there. They're raising capital, legally raising, raising capital and uh, advancing that industry on, on the medicinal end. And the recreational end, different strains, this and that, and they're coming up with new technologies for growing. You know, they grow them outside, they grow them inside. You know, they're coming up with a lot of a lot of things, a lot of innovation in the space, which I believe that innovation and that those funds going in there can actually help the farming industry in general because you're coming up with new technology to grow weed. You're going to come up with new technology to grow tomatoes and to grow peppers and grow whatever it is that needs to be grown. And hopefully feed the world. So that's the way I look at it. There's a, there's a plus side to all of this because look, it's a plant, right? It's a plant that grows, and uh, if they're able to in- innovate in that industry, they're going to be able to innovate across the board. Now, because of these advances uh, in Canada, you have a number of U.S.-based cannabis companies, and they're doing something that some would consider shady business, and they're incorporating in Canada solely to raise capital and, and raise substantial capital. And then what they do, they, they get, they get the, uh, the financing, okay, and they take it across from Canada to the United States to finance their U.S. operations. See, that is a problem, okay? And uh, when you go and you, you acquire funds, illegally and you repatriate them you, you can you can face a problem uh, it becomes a federal crime in the u.s to do that repatriating funds raised in something that is considered illegal on a federal level here in the u.s uh and sending those funds to the u.s could force the uh the hand of the united states government the federal government um a reaction you know could could follow there uh, that that deal uh, and again what 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 would the reaction be who knows it could be good it can be bad you know i think uh, at some point uh cannabis will be legalized on the medicinal and recreational front in the united states but i don't it's not going to happen during this administration and if president trump gets reelected which is very possible 
you're not going to see this uh, legalized for some time. Uh, so uh, you'll have the companies doing what they're doing. Uh, again, it's a growing industry. Uh, but once those doors open up, it's going to be interesting. You know, but I don't think – see, it's very costly to, to, uh, to, uh, to grow marijuana, especially on that level. If you're growing, a, you have a couple of plants. That's one thing. You got to, you have a whole farm. That's a different story. A lot of power. You have you have a you have a lot of uh, water that's used. A lot of lights. A lot of warmth. A lot of heat. A lot of everything that takes place. And just like you know, mining Bitcoin. Okay, it's costly to mine Bitcoin, and it gets harder and harder over time. The the, the power consumption is ridiculous. So um, I guess we'll see what happens. You know, again, I think the cannabis industry is growing. Uh, by leaps and bounds, and those that are in it and have a good handle on what is going on, they're going to do well. Uh, you're going to have a lot of smaller players that are going to fall out of the picture because they they don't have a handle on it. Uh, the you know the bigger guys will they'll grow and they'll make things happen. So, but on on that front, you know, uh, just just kind of um, moving on from my mention of Bitcoin, um, fidelity. Uh, you, you, you know, the brokerage firm, you know, the bank, you, I mean, they're, they're one of the biggest out there and they're going into the cryptocurrency business. And what they've done, what they've done is they created a standalone company that will act as a custodian for institutional investors. And what that means is that what they've done is they enhance the game. They enhance the game across the board and cryptocurrency because with that, I'm sure I'm pretty sure that additional distribution is going to come into play. You're going to have institutional players that, that have been sitting on the sidelines waiting, waiting to go and throw their money into this. And now they're going to have the opportunity to do it. The reason they, they haven't done it, it could be restrictions in the corporate charges. It can be fear of going out and buying a crypto, whether it be Bitcoin, Ethereum, or whatever, the, whatever series of cryptos that are out there, and buy it, then all of a sudden... Because they have no protection, they they they, they wind up losing their coins, uh, so they can't take that risk. Uh, so this changes it, and this this makes things better, you know. And I'm sure that there's going to be insurance protection, just as any bank would have. And again, this is going to change the game. People don't don't aren't looking at it the way they should, because with anything, you get additional distribution. The supply and demand is is going to come into play. So with with uh, with the major cryptos, yeah, the supply and demand is going to come into play, and uh, with other cryptos too, because it all comes down to, you know, who who's been sitting on the sidelines, private equity firms, banks, brokerage firms, family offices, clearing houses, you know, they all right now because of fidelity, they'll have a path to trade various cryptocurrency with confidence. That their investments are safe. Not that they're going to win or lose, you know, but that their investments are safe. That whatever they're, they're doing, they can focus on the trade. They can focus on the investment. They don't have to worry about, oh, my God, are my coins going to be there in the morning? None of that. Custodians. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, this is one of the big things in this world uh, right now and in, in the crypto world are, are hacking. You know, you know, you can get hacked. Somebody gets your private key, they can take your coins, and there's no, not, nothing you can do about it, actually. You can have your, 
your your private key locked into a hard drive, and then all of a sudden the hard drive goes, boom, can't access it, and no one can help you. So, you know, there are a lot of things there that are that can happen, and this is why the security is so important. And Fidelity, they're going to solve these issues and more. This is the beginning of what is to come. You know, this is why, you know, I was very excited uh, months ago when uh, Megahoot, they took over the the, uh, development and future development and maintenance of uh, the Piku Novus Digital Asset Network. You know, the escrow system with Piku Novus is key because that allows individuals to actually and businesses institutions to go and exchange coins but do it in a way that if they're going to use it for let's say for a an import export deal maybe they're transporting oil or grain or or a number of things even gold you know precious metals you know or if they're buying they're buying a, a twenty dollar uh item doesn't matter you can put the the coins in escrow until you receive the item Okay, and with the dual and triple confirmation features uh, that are that are in place, it makes it easier on both ends to be to be secure about it. Um, and uh, the Megahoot Vault is a beautiful thing. It works. It works just as a physical bank would work. You have your your vault where you hold uh, your your cryptocurrencies, your digital documents. That's going to be coming up. You can hold your digital documents and a few other items, digital items. And one of the underlying elements here is a safety deposit box. Okay, where you can actually go and put your coins, your your digital documents in a safety deposit box. That makes it even safer. Uh, And it allows you to do peer-to-peer transfers from one coin to another and so on and so forth. So a lot of good things there. And the advances that are going to be taking place over the next several months are going to be amazing. And, you know, the Piku Novus Digital Asset Network, you know, looks forward uh, to to working with other institutions with uh, getting involved in what they're doing with, with the innovation, getting involved with, um, with uh, expanding uh, not only what Pico Novus is doing, but what they're doing to make it better for the investment community, make it better for business. Because Pico Novus was built for business, for global business, where businesses can tr- do can perform transactions safely, securely, okay, and cost effectively. They're not you know, spending money on all these crazy fees uh, that banks, you know, wind up charging. And it's funny with a bank. You know, the bank borrows money from the Federal Reserve here in the United States, and they lend it out uh, to um, to the uh, general public. And usually, they're they're like double tr- doubling or tripling their money when with that with the interest payments. Uh, so yeah, it's like a highway robbery. Uh, what did Ally Bank say? They said it was the greatest heist of all time. That it's right under your nose, and it becomes the fault of the depositors. So banks are getting they're filling up their coffers uh, based on the on deposits that are there, and they're going lending this stuff out. They're making a, a boatload of money. Uh, I guess that's why they're growing by leaps and bounds. But you know, Fidelity, you know, they're they're doing something to 
you know, throw cryptocurrency um, out there and get it, get have a mass distribution on that. And I know right now they're doing Bitcoin and Ethereum, but I know that they're going to do many other viable cryptos. And the, the Pico Novus itself uh, is going to be doing a lot of great development as well. So as I said, you know, Pico Novus, um, I, I believe, is going to be a key player in the future uh, in this space. Okay, but anyway, that's about it for this uh, Titan Tuesday. I want to thank you for listening, and we'll be back with you uh, tomorrow with the next segment of Money Never Sleeps Radio. As I said before, you know, we're looking to bring on some guests, and that's something over the next couple of months we're going to start arranging and, and scheduling because uh, we'll be in, in another studio, and things should um, be very interesting at that point and, and get you some some nice information, useful information, not nice, but useful information for you. Okay. On that note, again, thank you very much for listening to Money Never Sleeps Radio, and I'll be back with you uh, for the next segment. Until then, I hope that you have a very profitable trading day. Thank you. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. All opinions expressed by Louis Velasquez on the Money Never Sleeps radio show and its website are solely his opinions and do not reflect the opinions of the UCW radio show or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by him on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. His opinions are based upon information he considers to be reliable, but neither the UCW radio show nor its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. The UCW radio show, Louis Velasquez's affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on the radio show or on the website. His statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. No part of his compensation from the UCW radio show is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Please read the full disclaimer on MoneyNeverSleepsRadio.com.